Righty. Inner Source Alchemy with Capri. I am back. We are back. I'm going to get myself comfortable here. I have a new setup. I have a new microphone. And by new, I mean it's almost two years old now, but I haven't used it really much. And it's it's quite a nice rig. And I'm just not totally sure about the chair that I'm in. I, I think for this podcast to be great... I need to be in a more comfortable chair. But I'm going to try to make this chair more comfortable and make it happen from where I sit. It is the season of fall, a lovely reflective time of year here in the northeast of the United States. Um, and especially reflective for me as I see my baby who's grown so much and now is a month away from being one years old and just thinking back about last year and how I was in that pregnancy state and just how rich and beautiful that season really felt and I um I'm yeah so I'm, I'm having this natural reflection and it seemed like the perfect time to bring my birth story forward here on the podcast which I've been intending to do and was waiting for it to feel like something I wanted to do really and I'm going to um I'm going to dive into that whole story um thankfully I took notes somewhere along the line closer to the birth so that when I did come around to doing this I wasn't absolutely racking my brain trying to to figure out the series of events um yeah so I have it here and one more thing before I get right into it um I now have this spontaneous offer offering um I guess that that's not the right word but I created these affirmation I'm calling my birthright a sovereign birth affirmation deck of 20 cards um that came through pretty spontaneously and actually initiated my reflections on the actual birth that I'll be sharing about here but what I was creating these cards wanting to bring something into fruition in the world to sell, like in a tangible way. Um, and I've never used birth affirmation cards myself. So these are really coming from directly my experiences of now three free births um, and I feel like the affirmations are, I was really like putting myself, they just really came forward when I was putting them together because there was, there was these key frames of mind and key kind of pivots I had to do in all of my births or lessons that I learned. They were all completely different. Um, 
and the the affirmations are directly from my experience of what I found to be the best tool for my brain really and um some of which I had prepared ahead of time and some I just came to within the actual birthing experience um because I was at different levels of I was at, all three were totally different I have shared my second free birth story on this podcast and my first one I had put out on YouTube before I had a podcast me and my husband Tim were on there explaining the story our little baby selves I mean it was like seven years ago now which is not that long ago in the grand scheme but um yeah so I do have all of the all of the stories out there but this compilation is great I think I'm happy about it I feel like it speaks not just to anyone's birth but to the woman that's wanting to really be in her own authority and to free birth or you know close to it and what that looks like because the affirmations are you know they wouldn't even be applicable some of them wouldn't even be you would be literally at odds if you were in a hospital setting with this affirmation because it's like, I, I, I honestly, it's not coming to mind like an example, but I won't get in too much into it now. Um, but then the, one more thing about that is that on each card, there is a space to, on the, the flip side, a space to reflect. And I have some prompts, optional, completely optional, to just think because I know for me when I have like certain when I've witnessed or like when I've seen like affirmations of any sort regarding any topic or sometimes things will rub the right way or the wrong way or you know sometimes things feel like ooh like I, like I love that sentence but that's not me or um wow that's powerful but mm, that brings up this feeling for me or you know whatever it is I want very much for the people that have this in their hand to go through the affirmations and really reflect and take time with each one and feel what it feels like to them and make it, you know, and kind of dis dismantle their own feelings around it um, and resolve any anxieties or fears, uh, whatever it takes. And I just, I just want it to be not just affirmations you put on the wall during your birth, but something that becomes a part of the pregnancy and then so then when the birth is happening the messages on the cards and the energy and feeling of the words become more personalized and meaningful um, and they're all you know made with such good intention and truly I think important points and I'm sure in time I'm calling this my first edition because I would love to put out more, but that, that 20 came through, like 20 points came through affirmations and I wasn't going to start pushing it just to make more cards and like just start pulling, you know, kind of the basic generic affirmation birth messages that are in many, I don't know because I haven't got them, but you know, the, there's a lot of basic kind of affirmations that we've all seen and I'm not saying mine aren't completely basic, uh, maybe a few of them are going to be redundant to things you've seen before but 
yeah, so that's going to be available. I'll put any kind of links below where you may be able to access that. At this point in time when I'm recording, I don't have them out yet officially. So, okay, let's not delay anymore. I'm going to tell you about this free birth. Let me take a sip of my water here. Do you like that sound? Okay. Whew. All right. We're going to we're going to date this back just a little bit. Let me like I said this chair is not the best. So, we're just going to get cozy. I'm going to grab a pillow to put behind my lumbar. Okay. You know, I could edit this out, but I'm not going to. Okay? I'm not going to do it. This is me. All right. An interesting thing happened. I'm going to go I'm going to go here into a into the conscious conscious conception of this particular birth. So, as I said before, I have had free births. I've had two. They're all about three years apart. No, I've had three and all now. But before this one, I had two. My two older daughters. The first one was slightly by accident. The midwife did not come in time. I was so freaking glad. I did have some experiences with her when she did arrive that were very informative for me for the future. And really amplified my uh, gratitude and my thank you God for the fact that she did not show up in time for my birth because I don't think I would have had the same experience in the slightest. I mean, maybe to some degree, but whatever. It would have been different. And it was beautiful, the first birth. The second birth, also beautiful, totally different. Totally had different emotional things, totally... Different fears were in me. Like I had more fear for my second birth than my first, but that was my first intended, fully intended, quote, free birth, which is when it's just me at home and with my husband. And for, for different people, it's different meanings, but it's essentially not engaging with the obstetric system, midwife, doctor, OB-GYN, whatever. So, yeah, for me, it was just me and my husband. With all three. Um, this birth, now that, you know, third time's a charm, um, and the pregnancy, I, 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 I wasn't entirely planning on getting pregnant and consciously planning on it. I knew I wanted to again at some point. I, I was pretty sure about that, but I, it wasn't there yet. Like, I had a different timeline. Story of my life, honestly. But... One month, I got, I was starting to feel um, uh, pregnant, and it was like right before my period was due, or like my period was due, and it was late, and I was feeling pregnant one night, and it was a little bit trippy. I was like up all night, I was feeling like phantom kicks. I mean, even if I was pregnant, I wouldn't have been feeling kicking at that stage, but it was just this strange... Um, process. And one thing I will be transparent about throughout this whole podcast, because I go through phases as far as like the substances I use in my life and through, and um, so I have edibles, marijuana edibles, which are organic. I've, I've found this company that I love, um, Coastal Cannabis, I think it is, out of Massachusetts. 
but they make edibles, organic ones that have like all different compounds in them. I'm not an expert on this, uh, but not just THC, CBD, but some of the other stuff. So these edibles are five milligrams each. If you're not familiar about what I'm talking about, don't worry, it's fine. Um, but I do think on this particular, it does connect me. I you have to. I've I've been a marijuana user since I was 15. I'm 38 now. Not to say I've been using it chronically this whole time, but I have a relationship there, and I know I know how I'm affected and whatever. So at this point. I'm very sensitive, especially to the edible world. So for me, in the five milligrams, that's too much for me, which is a, a dose. Um, so I, I kind of like microdose. I occasionally I microdose with the 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 edibles. So on this particular day of this this night, I do think earlier, earlier, earlier in that day, I had a microdose of the cannabis. So I'm just saying that because there is times in this, this is the first labor that I, birthing experience, that I actually intentionally used cannabis during it. Um, And I, yeah, and I did it during the pregnancy too at times when I felt, when I was past the morning sickness, but I'll get there. I'm I'm starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to rush this. This is going to be too long. Um, there's a voice in me saying that like, okay, Capri, hurry it up. But you know what? This is my story. If you're here to listen to it, great. Um, maybe I can put some notes below saying when I actually start talking about the birth, but I'm not going to rush through this. This is me to me. Kind of, I'm just talking myself off a, a rushy cliff right now. Okay. So this 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 night was bizarre. Um, I was like, I, I couldn't possibly have been pregnant because, <clears throat> yeah, because I, I know what my sexual activity had been, but there was like a slight chance. I don't know. It was like weird. I was like, is this immaculate conception? It was just not, and I wasn't, I wasn't pregnant, but I really believed I was because I was having all these kind of ethereal and physical experiences. And what I now realized in hindsight is that that, I'm just going to say this as fact because this is how I experienced this in myself. Um, I was experiencing my, the spirit of my daughter engaging with me and telling me it was time. Um, and my period was never typically late. So that was an interesting facet. So I carried on the next day. I didn't tell my husband about it. And... I think for two days, I was kind of like, I'm pregnant. It's immaculate conception. And I even, like, have a photo that I took of, like, my non-existent bump, a.k.a. just, like, my regular stomach, where I was, like, like two weeks pregnant or, or like, or four weeks pregnant, um, which ended up being the actual start. So, like, I did end up bleeding, which I laughed at because I was like, duh, I'm not pregnant. Like it wasn't at all sad, but it was like weird. Um, but, it, but it turned out, so I had this, so then after, you know, that period I bled and I released that, I shed, I shed that. And that I kind of thought, 
I know, something happened with my husband too where he said something about like I think I even quoted it somewhere I wrote it down in my phone or something where he had said something like I don't know he was feeling something in the air too like I don't know like we always expect the one thing and then like God plays tricks on us or something I don't know it was just like we things just pop up and we're like I don't know we, there was just something in the air and um and this was in uh, like January, February, and oh, yeah, so I it occurred to me that I think maybe this is the reason that happened. It it, it it prompted my body to like welcome the feeling of pregnancy again. It was just a joyful experience to have this like phantom pregnancy before the period came and. It was like this, I needed this like visceral experience to be like, oh my gosh, that like I can do this. I feel like my body is ready again because that's like a very important thing to me is like I've been, my my babies are spaced in such a way that has made me in my personal body experience feel ready. Like I, although my second came kind of surprised, but, but I was ready. Um, yeah. So like, it was like, I need, I was like, okay, I'm ready. So that month. We had a conscious conception being that we we were like, this is for to make a baby. And I got pregnant. And um, I'm hearing I'm hearing Tim kind of like around and I bet he can hear me too. But anyway, um, that yeah, that month it happened right off the bat, which validated my feelings of yeah, this was the spirit just being like, knock, knock, knock. Taking a sip of water. Yeah, so this was an exciting opportunity for me to not engage with the medical system at all and have what is termed, I think, by Yolanda Clark as wild pregnancy. Um... And it's just a great explanation for just being pregnant, basically, and not um, doing all the things. So uh, one thing I did do, though, because I'm just, just, I got the itch of the question, but I, I went for blood work to find out the gender. And um, yeah, it was a girl, again. Um, I do believe, though. If I ever were to have another one, which people ask me all the time, and I don't have an answer for you, I'm not there. I mean, if I have a phantom pregnancy in a few years and I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to do it. Like, like, I don't know because life is not a mental process entirely for me. So, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I was just going to say, I wasn't, I, I probably wouldn't find out the gender. I feel like I'm finally come to a place in my finally after three girls where I'm like you know what forget it I don't need to know the gender I don't know it's it's an interesting thing so um yeah so I did engage a bit when I did my blood work but it was sort of like I knew I was never gonna stay it was just this random kind of doctor that took my insurance um so and and she wanted to or she was like prepared to do like the whole like 
check or whatever the heck they do. I don't know. It's not even a midwife. Like she wasn't even. Oh no, she was a midwife. My bad. She was a midwife, but she worked within the hospital, which was even further from what I would have ever wanted. Because when I originally worked with midwives, it was home birth midwives. So, yeah, she was like going to do whatever the heck she was going to do that involved my vagina, and I was like, uh, nope, I'm not gonna do any of that. Thanks. And she was like, huh? And I was like, yep, nope not gonna happen I mean that's not how it went verbatim but so she was a little bit like hey and I was like yeah see ya thank you but um I mean because just so anyone listening knows like that's an option for you you don't have to do these kind of invasive checks you know if whatever we don't need to go into that I'm gonna continue continue on here because I'm only at the top of this list the pregnancy was Oof. I mean, morning sickness has been a thing for me. I haven't quite mastered the whole understanding that for myself. Um, but I, you know, one thing I did understand about it is it was a cue for me to just rest so, so, so deeply. I, I remember points where I was just in fetal position under a blanket. Um, I, you know, I had my two daughters. I would just find ways to get some time to do this, whether it was like TV for them or just having my husband take them whatever it was I don't even remember how I survived no but um I just some of the most like powerful moments though in that morning sickness was just being in a fetal position and just connecting with my baby that's when I first really started to connect with her um I don't know if I knew the gender at that point but I think I might have but uh yeah I was like kind of matching her vibration of like being in that creative state like in the fetal position in the dark like I want I was like almost in a womb like state myself because that was the thing that made me feel better like just to have nothing like no stimulation no light no sound no food no this no that um I mean I ate but it was just all so many sensitivities um and that's just you know I'm a sensitive person this baby is a sensitive being um so there's a, there's a lot of kind of interesting qualities about morning sickness and how it presents. And like I said, for me, it's a lot of it is just like a, a super sensitivity, um, which is kind of beautiful in a way because it's like, whew, it's like it's almost like a f- fresh start, too. So anyway, I started to feel better finally and um, enjoyed the summer and the harvest. And that was like what got me through the difficult kind of end of winter, early spring, morning sickness seasons. And loved the pregnancy, loved being completely un, completely wild in that. And that was my first time that I had done that for from the beginning, essentially, outside of that one meeting for the blood work. Because with my second, I, I think I disengaged from the system around 16 weeks, which was pretty early. But, um, yeah, so fall came around. Here we are. We're getting to the birth now. Uh, I, I had this, I did have some plans or, like, hopes for this birth. Just that I kept in my mind. I really didn't even get super... Like, I didn't write about it or anything, but I just, I was holding kind of my own desires for the birth. 
And one of those desires was, I want to go in the tub. Because my first birth, I didn't have time to go in the, in the, we didn't have time to put water in the tub and it was fine. I didn't really need it. I used the tub a little bit in the beginning of that birth, but just to like relax and sleep. But, um, the second one, I didn't even cross my mind to go in the tub. Like, I guess I didn't want to because if it, if I didn't, if it didn't cross my mind, I, I just didn't want to. Um, but this one, I was like, I have a tub. It's just a really old, it's like a 1954 ceramic pink basic tub not a lot of room um that's attached to a shower and everything so I had that in my mind um I also felt like okay so I have two other kids I don't you know I don't want I didn't I'm not like I didn't really want them around like knowing me and my sensitivity and I I my and my daughters weren't expressing any who, who were uh, how old were they? Six or no, five and two at the time weren't expressing like some children can express, like, oh, I want to be their mom. Like, none of them were. <laughs> the oldest one wasn't expressing that at all. Like, if anything, it was like, can I not be there? But there was a little worry around leave the for that my daughter was having my oldest about not being sleeping at home because the only time she's ever slept away from us was during the birth of her little sister when she stayed at my parents' house, which is only two houses down the road. Um, but she didn't want to have to stay out of the house. And I don't blame her. It's fine. So that was kind of worked into my mental plan. Was I was like, oh, I would like to have privacy, but like I also don't, I hope that, you know, maybe it'll happen in the night when they're sleeping. I didn't know how it would, but, but this is just something I'm holding throughout the whole pregnancy. A vision of sorts. A loose vision. Um, yeah. So fall is really getting into full gear. We had a really beautiful foliage last year. It was like long and it was pretty warm at times. Comfortable. Um, but yeah, the leaves were just holding on. And I really felt connected to that that foliage. That, that cycle that the trees were having that year. I felt really connected to that and I I had this feeling of like I think I'm probably gonna have this baby when like the last leaves fall like I just I like I wanted to enjoy that season and be fully you know outside and living life versus like you know my postpartum nest being in my bed which is what the plan is and was when I had the baby so that was also another sort of an intuitive whatever um and I just really feel like saying real quick this this foliage season is completely different than last year so it's like man everything was just so in line it's just like we really are everything is so connected with just yeah okay so all right so it's like the end of October. My parents, who I said live a couple houses down from me, they go to Florida for a couple weeks around this time, or at the end of October um, into early November. And so we had planned ahead of time to have Tim's parents, who live in Virginia, come up 
and stay in their RV in my parents' driveway during that time that my parents aren't there just to be more like just to be available as support people um when my parents aren't there and you know of course spend time with them and and the children them spend time with the children so they came up I mean how beautiful is that it was great and so they got to like be our neighbors just like my parents are while my parents were out of town because they had their RV and um I did not really want to go into labor though like like Another thing that I was just kind of holding was like, you know, ideally I wouldn't go into labor when they're here because I would want my parents home, specifically my mom, for any kind of personal help that I may might want. Um, and it was getting close, though, to, to the end of my in-laws' stay and closer to when my parents were coming back and my, the in-laws were planning on leaving on a certain day, like a couple, like a day or so after my parents came back and, or maybe it was a day before, I don't know. And we were like outside my family with, and then my Melinda, my mother-in-law, I remember this moment or maybe it was, well, okay, whatever. It was like the last couple of days. Um, oh, 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 let me look at my notes real quick, real quick. Okay. Let me rewind quick because I'm getting too close to labor here. Three nights before I went into labor, um, I was in bed. And so the name of my daughter is, excuse me, everybody off. Her name is Dahlia. And throughout the pregnancy, I was thinking her name was going to be Delilah. And throughout the pregnancy, I was surrounded by Delilahs. Like, every turn I took, there was, like, a child named Delilah and, like, someone calling Delilah or a teenager named Delilah. Like, there was just so many Delilahs in my sphere that had never been there before. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, and it did not feel like an affirmation of, like, this is the name. It felt like, I mean, I have a somewhat unique name. I mean, I guess it's unique not somewhat, it's just unique, but it's getting more popular, I think, but, um, and so do my older daughters, so I'm kind of, like, on, on a theme, so Delilah was a little bit, I already knew it was, like, a little bit more common, but I was, like, what is happening here, like, this might be a little too common, like, that might be complicated if I'm out at a park and people are saying Delilah, and I have a child named Delilah, like, so I'm, like, oh, man, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, three days before, the birth and I'm just like not sure about her name which was an interesting state to be with be in her middle name was clear her middle name is bay and um yeah so three nights before I don't know I just had some sort of vision some sort of thought some sort of impulse where I you know I love the flower dahlias they are blooming at that time um and, or maybe ending bloom. I don't know. Dahlia's keep going though. But yeah, so I kind of just played around with words and I was like kind of combining Dahlia and Dahlia. Or no, I was combining Delilah and Dahlia. And whoop, kind of just turned into Dahlia, which is a name. It's out there. People are named Dahlia in the same spelling and and all. But um, so, but I did create it, but it, but it, it is a real name. Not that that is 
it doesn't need to be a real name um, or like a used before name, but it is a used before name. But anyway, I was like, I asked my family, like my girls, especially my older girl, I kind of just trust her gut. Um, and I mean, Tim liked it. And, uh, and, and Delilah was a name that me and Tim had both chosen. Like we both, when we originally chose that name, we both individually separately chose that name, like, which was bizarre. So it seemed like, whoa, this is obviously the name because we both chose it. And then we had never even really talked about that name. Um, maybe we had like it briefly at one point, but, um, so yeah, I asked Rhea, my oldest, what do you think about Dahlia? And she was like, I like it. And that was meaningful to me. And I was like, great, everybody, the name is changed. So everyone kind of was like, oh, okay, whoa. So it's not Delilah anymore. So then, you know, I had to tell the grandparents too, like, it's not Delilah, it's Dahlia. And, um, you know, people had to like spread the word if they had told what the name was. Um, that's why things like names before birth are, it's a bit silly, but, um, yeah. So I really do feel like that she was, again, I had this really great connection with her through pregnancy, through before pregnancy. And I just felt like it was sort of the spirit again, being like, this is not the right name. Um, I, I started releasing mucus over the course of that same week in super small amounts. And I saw a small amount of like bloody mucus. So I was like, okay, definitely gearing up here. And I was on, the, again, it was on the end of this, this couple weeks where my parents were away. So, um, I was out in my, my, my garage and we were cleaning our garage out for the umpteenth time. And there was a big gust of wind and I had this oak tree. All right. I still have this oak tree. We have this really, really, really big old oak tree in our like side yard woods. And it just, it, oaks tend to hold on to leaves longer, or at least they did this season, that season. And there was just this big kind of woof, gush of, gush of wind, gush of wind. And the oak leaves came falling down. And I'll, I won't forget the way that looked. I did have this impulse of like, I want my camera, where's my camera? Um, but I couldn't, I didn't even have my phone on me. So I just remembered, I was like, okay, good. I'm just going to, just I'm going to remember this with my mind. And I do. So. It's even better. And because I, because as those leaves were just like, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these oak leaves just started coming down. I was like, it was like, I was like, okay. Like the, that, those are the final leaves coming down. Like the, most of the trees are bare. It's just the oaks. I knew it. And that same day, my mother-in-law was like, what are you waiting for? And she was, you know, she was kind of, facetious is that the question or is that the word she was you know obviously it was like you know that's giving me credit because it's like what am I waiting for and am I in control you know whatever but I, I told her forthright I'm like I'm waiting for my parents to get home and that night was when my parents were planning on, or when my parents were getting home from the airport, which was around like 
15 at night but it was also the night of the time change where like we fall back an hour so like yeah okay so it was you know it's just the time change night so I don't need to give you the exact times it's fine so but that night when I was in bed um before bed probably like whatever time it was when the children were still awake and just being they were just being loud and having some kind of upset and like a lot of times I would just, you know, be engaged with them or just whatever. And they, at, the, at the time they were sleeping in our bedroom still. And, um, but, but, but this particular time I ignored them. Not that I haven't ever ignored them before, but it was a different, I, I like, I completely like buffed them out. I took like deep breaths and I held the baby in my stomach and I hummed to her and I spoke to her and I told her, there's space for you here and you can come because I just had this overwhelming feeling of like man these girls take up so much space and energy and I'm I'm give so much space and energy to them and I was like hold up let me just let me just open the space for this baby to come through and just assure her that we have that I can hold the space for her like she she's welcome here like (laughs) these sisters are gonna be crazy at times but yeah, and um, where am I in my notes? So that night, which was, uh, well, the next morning at one fifteen, which then was only 12.15 in the morning, which was 30 minutes after my parents pulled into the driveway from the airport, which I think I might have heard them. I'm not even sure. But... 30 minutes after they got home, uh, my water started slowly. I just started feeling some slow, warm water. And I had had towels down, like, on my bed in case of that for weeks because I had had my first my first experience of labor. My water just broke in bed, and it was, like, a huge gush. So I was a little bit prepared for that. Um and i was ex- i was happy i was just happy to have my i was like okay and i oh and this was the longest gestation that i had ever experienced i can't honestly remember what it was i feel like it was close to 38 weeks um i do hear my baby in the other room right now crying she might need me so this might be a good pause for me and i will return to share the birth story taken this this whole time but I'm hoping you're enjoying okay I am back and I'm full disclosure it's it's about two weeks later finishing this podcast getting into the birth story I'm trying to figure out some editing aspects I would have loved to have given you a little transition sound there in between the last blurb but hey that's okay I'm gonna move forward we're here you haven't really moved I've just leaped two weeks forward in time so where am I my water start coming out my parents um, are pulling home Uh, the oh shoot I'm sorry this is all this is not this is not it, guys. I gotta turn this sound off. I'm getting text messages on my computer. I'm just gonna stay in the raw 
okay? Because if you've come this far, you're just okay with it. You have to be. Let's hope that no one else texts me. Because I don't know how to turn that off. All right. All right. Yeah. So I've never had Braxton Hicks or anything, but I did have the start of sensations that night. So there was no confusion for me um, when I had those sense starting of sensations. I was like, okay, I'm actually, this is happening. I'm going into labor. Um, but I, I just, I, I was pretty excited. I, I was truly excited, which is a great feeling to have. And, um, so I, once my excitement wore out or whatever, I finally got to sleep, which was great. And I slept till morning and I was able to, what day of the week was it? Uh, must have been a weekend. I, I don't even remember what day of the week it was right now. But I stayed in bed later than normal. I want to say it was a Wednesday. But I stayed in bed later than normal. I was able to stay in bed. I mean, I guess I didn't have a baby at the time. So that's probably why everyone else was taken care of. And um, I stayed in bed and was resting till about 10.30 in the morning. Which is definitely longer for me. And I'm just glad that I did that. And... I got up for a couple hours and I cleaned and I felt some mild cramping about every six minutes apart. So I don't know. I don't know if that's, it seems quick, but whatever. Um, I ate a bagel, have that in my notes here. And I told my mom who, you know, I had just gotten home from vacation that I was in labor. And it was funny because we kind of had, I had, there was like this, you know, she wanted to be back in the state that we live in and back home for the labor. So it was just, it's funny how it happened that way. And it's, it's cool. And it makes me wonder how much control do we have over these types of occurrences if we really are totally embodied in the process and internal about it and, you know, leading it in a sense. So... It was around 11.30 in the morning, and I brought with him um, my children down to the my in-laws, whose RV, I'm not sure if I said this in the beginning, but their RV, yeah, I, I think I did, their RV was parked in my parents' driveway, so we brought them down, and they were planning on leaving that day. That was the day that they were going to head out, but that so their plans changed, so that's, it was good. So they hung out with the children, the older children, and... Um, at that time, I took a fourth of an edible of cannabis because my intention, and I might have done it the night before as well, um, my intention was to experiment. I just felt like I wanted to, you know, I've heard of women using it for labor, and like I said, I have a relationship with this this kind of substance, and yeah, it was just my intention to experiment. I'm kind of an experimental type person. I'm not I'm not too afraid to try things. And, you know, at this point, whatever. So I do think that helped me get the extra rest that I got. It helped me to just kind of be chill. Um, just got my, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I mean, it affects, it affects, it affected me well. So anyway, I took a, a fourth of an, a five milligram edible at that time when I was feeling the cramps and, you know, the sun, whatever, the six minutes apart. Um, I felt pretty tired, like that initiated a feeling, like a, a strong feeling of tiredness. So I took a nap for 30 minutes, which again, I'm just, this was just so, I loved how this unfolded. It was so, 
just like living life and resting and just like getting what I needed. Um, and then I had the second poop of the day, which I was like, you know, it's kind of unusual for me. And I was like, all right, something's moving. So I labored around the house and the house was like particularly clean and spacious and organized. Um, but so I just, I, I just kind of walked around appreciating my space and I organized a little in, um, and like Tim's energy was there. He was present, but he wasn't like focused or engaged with me too much. He was just sort of doing his own thing, but like present in the house and not like starting off on his own like side project or anything, but just doing the things that served me in the moment served me. But like sometimes that sounds so not the right word, but it served the the goal, which, you know, was to have a nice environment for my birth to for me to feel supported. But one of my things going into this um, was I was like, I wonder, not not even like out of an endurance aspect, but, or like, I was just curious to know how much I really did need of him um, through the process. And I was curious, like how much I could get through this really, truly on my own in a way as a way to get deep within myself. Not as a way to be like, I can do this on my own, but as a way to, yeah, like to really connect in with myself and um, just really enjoying the ambiance. There was a puzzle that we had set out, which was kind of a late pregnancy thing. And Tim was working on it at times because there really was nothing else to do. Like everything was just ready. And, um, it, it felt manageable, like the, the sensations I was having definitely felt manageable, but at times I definitely had to like really like stop walking and, and, you know, I'm trying to look at this from the idea of if I did have a midwife, I would be really kind of, I guess the difference in the thing I love about this way of birthing is we don't have to like analyze every state of the birth so like like I said it was six minutes apart or so and I, I like to like know and obviously I'm in the reality so I am aware of things but you know I don't know how far I was I don't know anything as far like there was no one there I was calling oh I'm six six minutes apart and so at this point like I'm like I'm saying it's manageable but I, I am like feeling like I need to stop and like hold on to something which I guess you know could have been conceivably looking back could have been a sign that I was entering a new stage of labor, but I didn't think of it that way. And I didn't want to think about it. I just want to experience. I just, I, I did want to experience. And that's how I, gosh, I just, it's, it's better that way. I'm just going to say it. Oh God, it's a text. It's very loud. So it just, yeah, it was manageable. It was great. And I did have Tim take some photos of me in by my plants in the office room. And, um, I had this intention throughout pregnancy that it was just kind of visualizing how I wanted it to go down. And I wanted, I was hoping to have the baby before dinner time. Like that was literally what I had in my, in my mind ahead of time. I wanted, I wanted to have the baby. I don't, didn't know when, but I just, I wanted to make sure that I could have 
um, the girls home with me at night. And I didn't want them in my birthing space, and nor did they want to be in my birthing space, per se. I know sometimes that's like a a thing that happens and it just there was no interest from my daughters to want to be there and I, I'm not sure that I wanted them there so yeah I, I just I enjoy space and so they weren't there um but I did want them home for the night because I know like they don't really sleep they don't never sleep outside of the home except for the only time my eldest daughter did was with the birth of her sister she slept at my parents house which was fine but she didn't really want to do that again, and I don't blame her because it was a little bit, like, scary. And I just wanted everyone home. I wanted to sleep, and that was my intention. And I didn't as assume that that would happen, but, um, yeah. So my I told my mom to, at, at some point in here in this afternoon of, of laboring, that ideally the girls would sleep at home, but to get their toothbrushes and PJs so they could be ready for bed later. And I, I remember telling Tim, like, I want to treat this like a marathon because I have no idea how long it's going to go. So I really was. I, was, I, was, uh, I didn't have any framework in, 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 the, in the experience of, like, I'm close, I'm not. I didn't have any voices outside of me telling me, oh, you're this dilated, this much dilated. Like, there was just a complete just – and this is, like, I'm, I'm sales pitching free birth right now in a way, but, like, it just freaking – gosh, it's, it's just so much nicer to like just be in your human experience and not have this medicalized input left and right telling you where you are and this, that, and the other, which actually doesn't even hold weight most of the time because, I mean, it does and it doesn't because sometimes you can go backwards, quote unquote backwards, like not progressing or, un or, or close. It's just, it's just bologna sandwiches and it's just intrusive to have those external aspects and this is just a completely natural experience and um I'm just saying this from the passion of like it was so good I, I'm like I'm looking back and like of course I'm not thinking of like the quote-unquote pain aspects of it but the fact that like yeah I mean we kind of automatically the hormones involved and whatnot just naturally when I look back on this experience I just feel such good feelings like in my heart, in my soul and in it's just it was just so darn wholesome and um, that's how I want to live. That's how I live. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I say this. I don't know who's listening, but I hope I inspire you to realize that this is all within reach. It's, you know, the more you listen to other voices and other opinions, the less confident you become about your own inner knowing. And sometimes you just have to, you know, I, I'm not even worried about saying like, oh, I'm not going to tell anyone to do it because I don't want to be liable. Like, obviously, this isn't medical advice. This is because birth isn't medical. OK, anyway, I'm going on a tangent. Um, and like, you know, people love to t talk about all their you know reasons why they need to do X, Y, Z and the system. And if you've been having voices in your head throughout the whole experience, you don't know necessarily what is your own voice and what is a fear voice that is imprinted upon you. Um, but all in all, birth is a natural process. And it's just actually, it's just genuinely upsetting to me at this point. Like now that I've done what I've done, 
the number of times, which is and exposed to tens and twenties of women that have done the same, talked with them, heard their stories, uh, just hundreds of stories. So it's like it's it's really it's it's firm in me as a belief and it's something i'm definitely gonna carry on and i'm sure if you're listening to this this far in you're really probably with me on this to some degree otherwise i would be like well you know my, i'm not my job isn't to convince people that are like adamantly think i'm crazy you know what i mean so after the photography moment with Tim in the office which I mean the office means nothing to you per se but after that moment we were back in the living room and I had that like serene kind of experience of just being in this present moment I just I never wanted to lose this image just like the image of the oak leaves um, falling down I had a similar experience in the living room when Tim was working on the puzzle and I was like looking out my picture windows and there was just the stillness. I knew my children were taken care of. I knew the baby was coming. I had no fear whatsoever. Um, I was just, it was just complete. I, I mean, this is, I guess, why people say bliss in the pregnancy, in the birth. It was just... It was just a beautiful moment. I was I was filled with gratitude. And you know what? Reminder, I did take that quarter of a five milligram edible, which I haven't done the math on that. Whatever a quarter of five is. I mean, a quarter of... Ah, that's not it. Anyway, the, the whole thing, I took a quarter of the gummy. And the gummy in and of itself is five milligrams. Anyway, so... And I, I'm, I'm saying that not as an advocate, like, oh, if you do, if you do weed during your um, birth, you're gonna have this experience. No, it's my relationship with the quote-unquote medicine. Um, you know, anything can be a medicine or a poison. I think, like, the same thing can be a medicine or a poison. Um, but I do think, probably, that's why you know I was accessing this more ethereal experience while having the physical experience as well um and that's what I wanted that was my intention was to be like kind of full capacity like I can handle this all the sensations bring it um but at that point it really was getting stronger and I it occurred to me that okay I need to go in the bathtub because I wanted to attempt to I'm saying attempt because I have never had a birth in a tub and I wasn't necessarily thinking okay she's coming right now or I didn't really know um again same same mentality and but I did want to feel the sensation of the warm bath as a comfort and so we started the bath and I went in there and just I was in it (laughs) I was in the tub let me look at my notes yeah, tub experience. So that was around about Yeah, I'm looking more at my notes of what I wrote about being in that room. I said I said that going back to that picturesque moment, I I want to just add that I 
because I wrote this so soon after the birth. I want to make sure I'm capturing it all. Yeah, my house was beautiful. My yard was beautiful. It was autumn. The lighting was hitting the picture window. It was quiet and peaceful in my house. I had a strong love for Tim. I was sitting on the bounce ball a bit, and I said to myself, this is a moment I'm going to remember forever. Oh, no, I said that out loud to Tim, and I probably like, cried a little. And I, t I took a mental snapshot, and it was just an absolutely divine human experience. So, okay, yeah, so within 25 minutes of that, I was in the tub. It was around 3.30 at that time. And Tim was in the other room and he was cleaning the kitchen, which is like my favorite thing for him to be doing. It always puts me at ease knowing he's cleaning the kitchen. So just in my element in the bathtub. And I actually decided to give myself a cervical check. And I had never done that. And I didn't do it out of fear. I did it out of curiosity because um, I was feeling the, like a little bit of the intensity pick up. And I was like, all right. And, you know, I don't know if that was related to my being in the tub. And I did feel something. So I, I didn't feel, I don't remember what I felt the first time, to be honest. I just, I didn't feel like it was like there was no baby right there or anything. That that was all I knew. I wasn't attempting to like be like, how dilated am I? or any, Like I didn't, it was a quick check. Um, I don't even, yeah, so, anyway. Not even, like, totally familiar with all of that. Like, I'm not really interested in in jamming fingers up my uterus. Um, so, sending, oh, interesting. I wrote, di I, I'm trying to remember, really, and that's why the notes are here, that I wrote the different contractions. Oh, yeah. So this was like the, you know, the peak of my labor experience. And I was noticing with each contraction how just um, if wherever I was at, like mentally, it would change the whole experience of the contraction. So like if I was like focused on something with my eyes and like humming a tune or I don't even remember what I was doing to, to cope for lack of better words I was really in it and um in, in my own kind of meditational experience um but I did notice that like very profoundly um just how a thought could really like spin out and cause a stronger physical sensation like it was nothing rational that I was thinking about it wasn't like any kind of fear thought it was just a thought that wasn't conducive it was like and so really what I was like, noticing and witnessing I think was an energetic quality so like the thought had an energetic quality um, no matter what kind of like story it was attached to and I was really noticing and picking up on how the energetic quality of my thought impacted the experience of pain or like the volume of pain or just intensity that I was feeling like sometimes it would feel more like a pain and sometimes it would feel more like an intensity and like a more of a buffered kind of pain and it was really depending on like my mental fluctuations and the energy behind them and you might hear my child kind of singing in the background at this point 
I didn't warn anyone in my house that I was recording. And full disclosure, I don't know if you notice a different in tone, but I have changed. This is my third recording session now. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I did really notice this time around that there was a constant voice of mental clarity in my mind amidst like the confounding physical experience so it was like I had these affirmations in my system I mean and this is partly why I did the affirmations and the journal cards because it was like so in me like my whole my own inner alchemy that I had from from my life experiences and my previous births in this birth, really it all came to a head because I just had these this voice just reassuring me and like um it was it was yeah. So um at one point I had my well, I had my phone near the whole time. Uh, and I received one or two texts from friends who didn't know I was in labor, but were kind of like wishing me well in that moment. And it was cool to get those texts and then later be like, Hey, you know, I was actually like so close to giving birth and I read your text. So that was really nice. Um, if you were one of those people, thank you. That was very important on like some energetic level and they were clued in, tuned in. Um, and Tim was in the kitchen playing and at this point where things were really picking up for me and I, like I say really picking up and it's like it was all just constant but um, I know that in, in hindsight I know that the baby is coming every step of the way closer to the baby coming so Tim was playing music in the kitchen bluegrass and I actually really enjoyed it so yeah the bluegrass was on and I was just like I was it was I was in it I was laboring I, I was like Tim can you get me a beer? Because I had a um, a type of a beer in my fridge. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to have this baby. I'm going to sip on a beer. And it was never, it's not like, I think I probably drank like a third of the beer. Um, and I had water nearby too. I'm pretty sure I had coconut water too. Um, but like, I was just like, I was like celebrating. I'm like, there's bluegrass. I'm about to have this baby. I'm having a little beer. So I'm in the tub having a little beer. It's feeling good. And then it's I would it would I was starting to lose the heat of the water, so I'd have Tim come in from time to time and just add more hot water. I could I couldn't even really move. So I don't know how much I revealed about my tub, but it's no, I don't think I revealed much about my tub if at all. My tub is not a birthing tub. And if I have any, if I had any, um, I wouldn't say regrets, but if I could do one thing differently, it would be to just have a different tub in my house. <laughs> it's from like 1954. It's just a standard ceramic tub. So I was like essentially in one position the whole time, which for most of the time I actually was quite enjoying. But as I'll explain, it, it, there comes a time I think if I had had space or the option to like be moving in the water I totally would have I just didn't have the option I was moving on my side for sure I was going like on my side on my back 
and that was basically it. I wasn't really sitting up too much. Um, there was really no support there. It was not, it's not, it's not wide enough. Yeah, anyway, quite possibly could have been, anyway, whatever. It was what it was. I was only going with what I could do at the time. And, um, yeah, the hot water really helped. It really, it really, really helps. And I'm just like, wow, I love water births. And my baby is, a, was a Scorpio or is a Scorpio. So, I mean, it's a water element. I don't know if that matters. Um, but in, I decided to do another little cervical check. I don't know why. I don't know what came over me, but I did it again. And this time I felt like it clearly, things were way, way more open. And, um, and it wasn't, you know, this had been, this was probably, I don't know, an hour later. Um, and from the first one. And then, but I, what I felt was like a very smooth, just smooth. And I was like, this is, this is the water, the, the sack, whatever, the, the sack that the baby's in. And that's why I was like, oh, wow, I just felt it. And it was, a, it was a cool feeling. And so then like literally within a minute of doing that, which was quick, I could feel a pop. So it popped. My waters broke in the bath. And I don't know if, I mean, like I didn't do anything aggressive. I certainly did not pop my own waters because I know that's a thing that happens, which sounds terrifying horrifying in my mind but um maybe I mean maybe energetically it was like an invitation for the baby since we had been communicating throughout this whole journey um I guess it was me being like okay you can come out of there um tap 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 and it I it probably yeah that's probably where I was entering transition and because I started to definitely feel like trance like and this is something I wrote in my notes because this has never happened to me. Um, and it almost, yeah. So I had a couple, couple big trans, trans, um, contraction moments that I didn't feel a single thing. And it was like, again, it was like the fluctuation of my mind, like how I was interpreting my sensations and also how I was where I was putting my mind's energy. Um, and there was an extreme juxtaposition because I remember these two, yeah, the, they didn't happen back to back, but there was one um, contraction where I, for some reason, decided to just empathize and imagine, wow, imagine if I was in the hospital and like, you know, which for me is a scary, like, I, that, it's not even scary. It's just like a hell no. Um, but I was just like, how would this feel if I was doing this exact thing in, in a setting that was not this? I just was, just, that's simply all I was thinking about. I'm picking up, um, yeah, so, and that thought c coupled with the impending and the, the mounting contraction made this contraction feel like, just it just it was it made me feel like out of control um and it was just one contraction just like one taste and I was like oh, whoa okay back to my tub in this free birth situation like all by myself like I had intended um and it just again it was just really highlighting for me the power of the mind and 
when you have yeah and like going on a little tangent for me like it that's why I like to be on my own um predominantly because then I can really this is why I want to experiment with even out without Tim for the most part is because I really want to experiment with those subtle subtle energies involved with the the meditation of the whole thing so um
and I thank you for your interest, and I'll see you next time.